Welcome to Heart Sounds, where we explore the spiritual life with the aim of living well. I'm your host, Steve Harper. Well, we're into the second season of Heart Sounds, and we're using it to look at what I'm calling the infrastructure of the spiritual life. We're going to look at the plumbing system, the electrical system, uh, and other of those infrastructural factors that not only uh, build a house, but make it sustainable. We're beginning with the plumbing system, but even here, we're beginning not with the pipes, which we'll talk about later in terms of the spiritual disciplines and means of grace, but we're talking about the water that the pipes are created to carry. Last week, we looked at Jesus' word, living water, and what that means for us as we think about the spiritual life in relationship to abundant living. But we move on today to talk about the essence of life, and that in relationship to the fact that no matter where you're drinking water, it's H2O. Water has an essence. It becomes water when two parts of hydrogen are combined with one part of oxygen. Wherever that occurs, you have water. When we transfer that scientific reality into theological language, it's what's often called the perennial tradition. It's uh, what I refer to as religion before there were religions. The oldest world religion is Hinduism, and estimates vary, but generally it's thought that it began 4,000 to 5,000 years ago. But anthropologists believe that human beings have been religious for 200,000 years. They've discovered artifacts and cave paintings and other ways to say that, that human beings were, were aware of and connecting with the supernatural for 200,000 years. Now, do the math. That means for 195,000 years. Let me pause there. I want you to hear that. 195,000 years of human existence there was a spirituality apart from the religions we customarily think about today. In the Old Testament, Genesis points to that without putting a date on it, Genesis chapter 4, verse 26, where in the time of Enosh, whenever that was, human beings began to call upon the name of the Lord. So uh, this is not foreign to biblical revelation. It is it is just another way of saying that um, there was water before there were wells. There was H2O before there were means for retrieving it and drinking it. The perennial tradition. That's what we want to look at today. Generally, it's summarized in four features, and that's what I want to use today. First and foremost, the singularity of God. God is a unitive being. Now you may say to yourself, now wait a minute, uh, what about Hinduism? What about polytheistic religions? What about some of the 
some of the indigenous religions that, that have all kind of deities? That's a valid question, and it's one that Bede Griffiths, in his book, Universal Wisdom, helped me understand when he points out that all religions at the core are monotheistic. And he uses Hinduism as the very example for that, where despite all of the gods and deities, there is a singular Brahman the, from which all the others emerge. Now, it's true, polytheistic religions and monotheistic religions understand God's expression differently, but at the core, there's singularity. I mean, even in the Christian tradition, we have all these names for, for God, Elohim, Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh, all these things. But we, at the base, have a, have a singular understanding of God as the I am. So Hinduism has Brahman. Taoism has the way. Judaism and Christianity have the I am, the Yahweh. And Islam has Allah. So before there were religions, and for sure before there were denominations, uh, there was the singularity of God. And this creates not only a oneness in the nature of God, but a oneness in all that God has made and continues to make. The second feature of the perennial tradition is the mystery of God. God is nameless. Uh, even when Moses uh, was standing in the presence of the Almighty and said, I'm going to need to be able to tell him your name, and, and God says, the, the only name I'm giving you is I Am. See, We're the ones that add all the other things. See? Elohim, Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh. We're the ones that throw in the names. But the essence of God is nameless, and that creates mystery. And mystery is intentional not only because God is beyond our understanding and our grasp, but because it's supposed to evoke humility in us. We'll come back to that because in the spiritual life, that's crucial. And it can easily get lost in some of the religions that, that equate certainty with conviction. The perennial tradition doesn't do that. The mystery of God remains. Thirdly, the desire for God. The psalmist wrote about it and says, As the deer longs for water, naturally, our souls long for God, naturally. There's a longing. There's, there's, a, there's something in us called the imago dei that creates a hunger for us to be in relationship with the God who has made us. And that leads us to worship. That's that Genesis 4 verse I mentioned just a few minutes ago. People begin to call on the name of the Lord. People begin to worship God because they desire to be in relationship with God. And in that relationship, we find the fourth dimension of the perennial tradition, union with God, which means every every instinct within us is to take the relationship we have and enrich it. We call it maturation, or spiritual growth, or sanctification. The fourth part of the perennial tradition is union with God that continues in growth even into eternity. H2O, the water of life, the essence of life. That's what we are looking at today. And as this episode draws to a close, I want to thank you for listening. 
I hope what I've shared today has been helpful. Remember to check out the Facebook page for more content and some links to resources for this episode. Tell others about it as well and share any episode of Heart Sounds on your Facebook page. Be on the lookout for the next Heart Sounds. It's coming soon.